Okay, we are live. We're here with episode six of the Catalyst Sport Podcast. I'm Catalyst co-founder Jason Kapnick. Today I've got uh, my business partner Joe Boffy here. And uh, we've also got our first guest on the podcast today. We have Dr. Jordan Sita, um, who's a physical therapist. Uh, he started practicing at Catalyst. I actually saw him uh, for a shoulder issue I was having a couple weeks ago and uh, was super impressed with his treatment. And um, you know, we're, we're very excited to have him at Catalyst and, and also very excited to have him on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about returning to exercise after you've had an injury. Uh, anyway, Jordan, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm honored and I'm pumped to be on here uh, talking shop with you guys. Awesome. Yeah, well, we're super happy to have you, like you said. And, um, you know, let's let's dive right into it. Um, you know, w- what causes people to get injured in the first place? Yeah, this is a question I get often, and it's uh, not exactly A plus B equals C. Uh, ultimately, people get hurt when uh, the general load of their lives, so just like things that they're doing in the gym, like weight or intensity, uh, is exceeding what their capacity is, whether it's just they physically can't lift that much weight or they had a terrible night of sleep, which impeded performance. There's just uh, a huge amount of factors that go into you know, overall performance capacity, and usually when load exceeds capacity, that's when people get hurt. Nice. And, and let's just use this as a quick opportunity to uh, plug your workshop. Um, Jordan's going to be doing a workshop here at Catalyst uh, talking about how, especially lifters and people that exercise and lift weights, you know, whether it's kettlebells or barbells or anything else, how they can prevent injury. Um, you know, so if you want to enjoy this podcast, you want to learn more from Jordan, want to learn more about preventing injury. Um, Jordan, can you just give us the, the quick overview on uh, when that workshop is, what you're going to cover, and um, when uh, how to register? Yeah, so it'll be next Saturday, February 8th at 3 p.m. Um, at Catalyst Board. Uh, we're going to touch on a lot of the topics that we're discussing right now, but basically people are going to learn you know, how to mitigate injury risk uh, by you know, modifying lifestyle factors and, and things that they're doing in the gym. Uh, we're going to go over some techniques and some exercises that are going to help optimize performance on a few um, commonly done exercises, which I've encouraged uh, participation from attendees to see if I can um, provide specific exercises for them. And then we're going to talk a little bit about recovery, you know, how to have the best capacity at the fastest rate, things that people can do just to, you know, get over the soreness, fatigue, or even discomfort faster so they can get back to what they love doing. Awesome. And they can register by emailing jordan at theabstractphysio.com. Isn't that right? That's correct. There's also a page on Eventbrite. If uh, people search for events on Eventbrite, there's also um, an event link there where people can register too. Cool. We'll add a link, um, you know, uh, to, to the episode description here. So if you're listening and it's before February 8th, 2020, and you're free on February 8th, 2020 at 3 p.m. to come to Catalyst, uh, definitely want to join Jordan for his workshop because he's got a lot of um, interesting thoughts and insights, you know, some of which we'll obviously touch on today. So um, so we talked about what causes injury and, you know, kind of came to a, uh, a simple but I think really effective definition of you know, demand exceeds capacity. And I, th- I think that's a great start. You know, obviously we see 
all kinds of injuries, um, you know, here at Catalyst, and, and we have a unique specialty in that. Um, but today we want to focus on kind of how do people return to exercise after injury? So um, let's talk about this. While someone is injured, how do you think they should approach their fitness? Uh, first of all, I think it's important to be honest with what your body is telling you. I think that if something is reproducing pain, it's worth considering, it's worth uh, un- appreciating. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of research out there that exercise does make pain better. So you don't want to adopt a sedentary lifestyle because you're in pain. It's all about finding ways that you continue to maintain at least uh, a baseline level of physical fitness while you're recovering from injury. I think that's so critical. I think that um, I talk to people all the time on the phone and, and you know, in, in my travels where they've hurt their, let's say they hurt their elbow and they've completely stopped working out. And, and I think that's really misguided. I think that maybe, you know, if you're having in this example, an elbow injury, well, maybe you don't want to do, and we're going to talk more about this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't want to do stuff that directly involves the injured joint um, or the injured area, but there's no reason that you can't be, you know, working your legs and working cardio and, and maintaining a general level of fitness. And I think that there's both a, a physiological component to it that, you know, maintaining your metabolism and, you know, your, your, um, your heart health and, um, just making yourself as, as healthy a human as you can, that if, if we cease to exercise, um, you know, like you said, becoming sedentary doesn't help the, the injury. Um, and then I think the second part of it is um, psychological, you know, for a lot of people that are, are used to working out to, to kind of have their routine get tanked and not be able to get to the gym and not, you know, feel their best from a body composition perspective that's kind of depressing and that's kind of, um, you know, just magnifies the, the impact of the injury on your life that now you've completely stopped working out. So I always encourage people to, you know, continue to maintain some level of fitness, uh, you know, find a way to work around your injury, even if you can't work through it. Don't you think? Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, it just, especially for the psychological component, you don't want to get caught up in this uh, negative, you know, circle of events where, you know, you're feeling down about yourself because you're not in the gym and the gym is where you find solace uh, away from your, your busy work schedule, your family life. That is where you decompress. If you take that away as a positive uh, coping mechanism for stress, anxiety, and a bunch of other things, uh, it usually takes a little bit longer to get back to where you used to be uh, before you're, you've been injured. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So we talked about kind of training around an injury or, or maintaining some fitness when you've had injury. Well, let's talk about this, like almost, you know, working through an injury or, you know, say I have an injured shoulder, for example, is it okay for me to feel pain while I'm working out? Uh, It absolutely is. Uh, Obviously, there are different situations which would require, you know, modifications that are relative to an individual. But at the end of the day, pain is a experience. It's just feedback um, that it's, it's not feedback. It's a conscious output from your brain based off of perception of danger. So 
it's just if you use pain as a means of determining how safe or unsafe an activity is, uh, after a while, our brain adapts to, to change. And if you're providing a stimulus where, okay, there's a little bit of pain, but I'm safe, I'm not hurting myself, our brain adapts. And the example I use quite often, where some people are like, oh, I've never been sunburned before, but hear me out. Uh, you jump into a shower after a day out at the beach and you're, you're sunburned, it's going to sting. It's going to sting for a couple seconds and then you're going to feel better. It's because we adapt to prolonged stimulus. It's a principle called graded exposure where, you know, after a while you just adapt and you're resilient and able to move, move past it. Great point. Uh, I think it's really interesting. And I think that's, um, you know, to provide some context around that, that, you know, Jordan's talking as a physical therapist here, um, you know, where he's got a lot of expertise and, and he works with people, you know, for us in our fitness department, I think we have to be a little more careful. And I think folks at home, how can they determine Jordan and, and how can they make the kind of um, distinguishment in their mind between exacerbating an injury versus some discomfort that that's okay to tolerate? Yeah, that, that is a, a tough one because some people that I've worked with, it's hard to ascertain what is constructive pain and what is destructive but i usually look at it as well if your move if your ability to move is worse after doing an activity compared to before you were doing an activity i would consider that a negative response and that whatever was being done whether it's the amount of weight you're lifting or the activity itself it needs to be modified so you don't have that same type of response got it and how would you assess that? How would you determine, you know, let's just say that it's, um, you know, for, for our listeners out there, uh, you know, maybe they're, they're members here at Catalyst and they're getting some dedicated coaching or, or you know, more likely they're working out on their own and, um, you know, they're feeling some, some discomfort during the workout. What, um, how would you kind of quantify or, you know, assess that, you know, what you mentioned, your movement being worse after the workout? Uh, you know, what are some kind of simple ways that people can determine this for themselves? Simple ways. Uh, I think communication with your coach is first and foremost important. You know, if an activity is being, I use RPE quite a bit, so rate of perceived exertion, where if an activity is feeling really difficult relative to what it used to be, whether it's because of pain or not, then it's worth considering in the moment, okay, I need to scale back and find something that, you know, is, uh, more tolerable in the moment. The difficult part comes when people are like, okay, during the activity I felt fine, but the next day I woke up and I felt awful. So in those situations, it's a matter of thinking about what happened on any given day that could have spiked you know, my pain response. So a lot of it is like, oh, on that day I also you know, lifted, I also went grocery shopping and I carried all these bags home on top of what I did at the gym. So trying to determine every other activity or movement you do in life is, is load to your body. So trying to, you know, figure out the triggers and uh, it, it's difficult, but I think that's a, an effective way of uh, going about this. And, you know, that's where the the value of I think a you know, a coach or a physical therapist or some set of you know expert eyes I think is really important for people. I mean, obviously we're here and, and you're a um, physical therapist and and we run our fitness program, so we have a certain amount of bias, right? And that we believe in what we do. 
but I think that uh, to get objective feedback on on what's going on, uh, you know, for example, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I had um, seen Jordan for my shoulder, uh, you know, had kind of ramped up probably a little too quickly on, on a particular exercise on a floor press and just had some shoulder pain in my left shoulder. And Jordan assessed my shoulder and determined that my function was, you know, pretty close to perfect. I had good internal rotation, good external rotation. The strength was there. I was just having some, um, you know, some discomfort, some, some pain awareness. And Jordan was able to kind of give me the objective feedback that like, Hey, you know, you have good function, gave me obviously some specific exercises to do to, to help with what was going on. Um, but I think when, to hear that, hey, listen, my function's not really affected, to hear that Jordan wasn't worried about long-term damage to my shoulder kind of gave me some confidence of, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to kind of start working my way back into doing some push-ups. Um, Jordan gave me some guidelines for, for how much pain was, was appropriate to tolerate. You know, I think we said about a three or a four out of 10, uh, or three or a four out of what my maximum pain was. Um, and, and I think those are great guidelines. And I think that, you know, it, one of the things that people get into trouble with on injuries is just doubting themselves, right? Is that, you know, is this, is this it for me? Is this, is this the end of my shoulder? Am I going to need surgery? Am I ever going to recover from this? And to get some objective feedback, I think is, is um, something that's super helpful when we talk about, you know, approaching training while injured. Um, right. Um, so why do some people recover quickly from injury, but other people like they, they just can't seem to shake it. I think a lot of that ties into what you were just talking about, where you felt immediate empowerment, confidence to continue to, you know, or at least strive to get to the physical activity level that you were at before you hurt your shoulder. Uh, some people, you know, I'm not going to say that you were lucky that you met me in the sense that I was able to guide you, but a lot of people are fearful of, trying things, fearful of seeing a provider or a coach that could guide them in the right direction. Uh, just fear in general is a, a powerful detractor from leading a healthy lifestyle. So I think the people who are able to recover faster have positive coping and, and self-care strategies, whether they have a strong social support system, generally they have a good attitude about, oh, you know, I've, I'm hurt, but I'm not broken and I know I'm gonna get past this. A lot of it is relative to the individual's uh, mindset about their body and, and pain and just how they can manage it. Yeah, I think that one thing that's that's really important is kind of a flexible mindset and, and realizing that there are um, – what's the right way to say this? That just because I'm injured today doesn't mean that this is a permanent thing. And that I have to be flexible and that, okay, I can still work out in a couple ways and, you know, still do this stuff and be able to adapt my routine without kind of, you know, finding doomsday in, in every time I have an ache and pain. Um, and to be able to say, okay, I feel that when I do this with my shoulder, it's, it's not good. So I'm going to take a flexible approach. And what if I move it like this or activate this muscle? And, and that's where a professional comes in. Of, you know, for example, you were saying that, um, 
we were talking about some muscle activation stuff with, with the serratus and, okay, well, if I feel it this way, now I can, I can feel it differently and being able to alter your perception a little bit, um, I think gives you a pathway to, to, you know, change your perception of, of pain in this case. And, um, so yeah, I think that's something that we've said a lot over the years at Catalyst is, is not getting married to your injury. I think that some people, they get injured and it's just, it becomes a part of their identity. Oh, this is my bad shoulder. This is my bad knee. I have a bad back. Um, and they just kind of tell themselves this story and they repeat this story over and over again. And it, it becomes a part of their identity. And, um, you know, one of the things we've talked a lot about and already here in the first you know, 15, 20 minutes of this podcast is that um, there's such a huge psychological component to, to pain and to, and to what we're talking about. And, um, you know, that the brain is so complex and so, um, so powerful that when we start telling ourselves these stories and start identifying with our pain, we, we perpetuate it. Um, you know, Joe, for example, had a, had a really bad back injury. I mean, that was probably seven years ago at this point, right? Um, there might've even been more than that. Um, I had uh, pretty severe herniated discs. I worked with a, my business partner, Kathy Dooley, and we uh, worked through that. I was back in the ring fighting like five months later and then had to keep in the mindset I wasn't like permanently debilitated for the rest of my life. I just, I'd work out, I'd keep moving. And like you, Jordan, had said earlier, it's like, if I was able to do a movement like a deadlift or a swing and it wasn't making my movement worse afterwards, that was like something that was appropriate for me. Or if the next morning I woke up and I couldn't walk, I had to reassess a little bit, but um, staying with it and keep moving, like I could deadlift and swing now and it's pretty fine. And as long as you don't like get in this vicious mental cycle of like, I'm never going to be able to do this ever again and never going to feel healthy. Like you can get out of pretty much any situation. Yeah. Right. There's like a concept of, of, of nocebo, which um, let's talk about. And Jordan, I definitely want to hear your input on this, but for, but for those that don't know, uh, most people have heard of the placebo effect and what the placebo effect is, uh, you know, is an inert stimulus, you know, a sugar pill or whatever, an inert stimulus produces a, a beneficial response. I give you this pill, I tell you it's going to cure, you know, whatever ailment that you have. Turns out it's just a sugar pill, it's an inert stimulus, you take it, you still feel better. That's the placebo effect. What, um, what not as many people have heard of is the nocebo effect, which is an inert stimulus that has a, has a negative effect. Um, and where that comes into pain science is that people can start scanning their body and they're, they're expecting pain. So the scan is, you know, uh, you know, inert in some ways, right? There's no physiological component just thinking about, does my elbow hurt? Does my back hurt? Does whatever it is. Um, but that when we start thinking about it, when we bring awareness to it, sometimes that can perpetuate pain and cause pain. Um, I'm sure you see a lot of that in your practice, Jordan. Yeah, um, that concept is actually very well explained by uh, David Butler and Lorimer Mosley. It's about uh, our protective response uh, after injury. And they use a, a model of two mountains where 
you climb up a mountain the first time before you get hurt and you can get up pretty high before your body says, okay, I, I can't go any further. The second time you try to climb the mountain after you're hurt, your body's going to protect you from getting hurt. So it's going to say maybe halfway up the mountain, okay, please stop. I don't want to go any further. I'm scared. Don't hurt me. Uh, so it's just a, ultimately a protective response that we, you know, kind of inhabit because our body wants to prevent us from, from getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's a really great analogy. I actually hadn't heard that before. Uh, we're, we're big fans of, of Lorimer Mosley and, um, you know, explain pain and, and you know, he's got a great Ted talk, I think is how I first heard about him. And, uh, he, you know, for listeners out there that, that want to learn more, um, Lorimer Mosley. And, and what was the second author that you mentioned there? Uh, David Butler. They both have a book. I'm not, I don't get any financial um, benefit from talking about this, but it's called Explain Pain Supercharged. It's a bare bones, like very easy to read explanation about the pain experience and um, basically what is pain and how do you, how can you overcome it? Yeah, really interesting stuff. Um, you know, I think one of the kind of themes that we keep hitting on is that the physiological component to pain is, is, um, is not the entire picture and is, is probably a, you know, a smaller part of the picture than I think most people realize. Um, but as far as the, you know, the physiological component to it, you know, where, where does that play a role? How does, you know, fixing muscle imbalances or, or damage to structures or things like that, um, movement deficiencies, movement deficiencies, where, where, where do these things come into play? I think the, movement deficiency aspect of this is incredibly it's one of the positives that i think someone can gain from a pain experience now if their tissues fail them because oftentimes people get hurt because they're not moving as well as they could be or over utilizing one side of their body versus the other it depends on uh, your framework of thought but if you use you know this pain experience working with a, a coach or a provider like myself and you learn more effective means of using your body to generate and sustain force. You could be better on the other side at performing where if you're competing for something, you're going to lift heavier weight because you just learn principles of movement that are going to be sustainable for life. Things that you can teach your children, your, your colleagues, uh, a lot of positive things come from just working on and finding tune those movement patterns that may not have, may have, may have needed some work and required a pain response for you to realize that you needed to improve. Yeah. Dr. Dooley says that uh, pain is the, is the last thing to arrive at the dysfunction party. And uh, <laughs> I've certainly seen that in my own body where it's, um, you know, suffer an injury, whatever. And then it turns out that, yeah, you know, there's something really important underlying here that, that I needed to work on. And, um, you know, that gives me a chance to work on it. And, and like you said, be better on the other side and, and for, you know, fitness and um, wellness professionals. It's also a professional learning opportunity. I think that, um, you know, one of the reasons that I, I'm able to be effective in my role here at Catalyst is, um, you know, almost 30 years of, of contact sports and martial arts and powerlifting. Um, I, I've, you know, certainly had my fair share of mileage and, um, every one of those injuries, I've, I've learned a lot about my body and learned a lot about, um, you know, anatomy and physiology and, you know, kind of, um, 
you know, all that side of things as well that I'm, I'm able to help others with. But, um, you know, for those that aren't fitness and wellness professionals, um, you know, it gives you a chance to learn something about your body and learn something of, you know, whether it's a muscle imbalance or whether it's, um, you know, a compensation strategy or, or a posture issue, you know, when, when you have pain, um, you know, have, have a little bit of gratitude for it. You know, don't, don't, you know, we talked about avoiding a doomsday mentality every time you get hurt and, um, have a little bit of gratitude. Hey, listen, your body's telling you something and, and, and it's giving you a chance to work on something, um, that, that you didn't know about beforehand. And, and I always find that nine times out of 10, you're going to come out better on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, and just understanding that it, you know, things happen because of all the factors that I, I talked about before, you know, sleep, stress, you know, your diet and anxiety, all the, all of those things can play into why, you know, our tissues fail us and it's difficult to control. So I think realizing that, okay, it might be out of my control, but how am I going to grow from this experience is incredibly important. And that kind of brings me to, um, you know, something that I wanted to point out here about, you know, Jordan's approach to management and treatment here is if you go to a doctor and, you know, you have a, a minor joint injury and the doctor's only recommendation to you is just take a month off, uh, you know, I'm not the medical professional. I'll, I'll let you confirm or deny this, Jordan, but that doctor's probably not helping you a ton. Um, and so I think sometimes people are afraid to go to the doctor because, oh, the doctor's going to tell me I have to stop working out. Whereas in my experience here with, with Dr. Dooley, with you, with, with um, Dr. Jake Altman, who, who practices at a Catalyst, and um, you know, Kento, who, who just opened up his own practice and is no longer at Catalyst, I can hardly think of any scenario where they've told me or someone else to stop working out. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's kind of just an important thing to point out, and, and I'll let you, you know, kind of confirm that or, or deny it, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple red flags that we would categorize in the medical community, like, um, you know, bowel and bladder changes, you know, shooting pain down the leg, just to name a few, that would be an indication that, okay, I think you should take time off and get this further evaluated. But we know that movement is healthy. Uh, we know that we can exercise with pain. And with all the benefits of exercise, you can't hang your hat on rest when we know that there's so many positives that come from exercise, it's just, it, I think it's an ill-advised approach. If you really are listening to the individual coming to you, talking about their experience with pain and how severe it is, it's usually not the best advice to tell people to stop exercising. And I guess I would even kind of clarify my statements of like, even if, even if rest is what's being advised, I don't think I can't think of any case where it's rest is the only solution to a problem. You know, rest needs to be coupled with corrective exercise, soft tissue, something else that to just all right, I'm going to stop doing it and then hope that things just go away is pretty rarely a, an effective approach. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's like I, I think that's what I'm trying to get at here. If that if all the doctor told you is rest then I think something probably got missed there. But um, if it's, hey, you well, it's need like to take the, some... Like the doctor's just waiting for the pain to go away. The problem isn't solved. You're just putting a Band-Aid on top of it. But once you start moving again, it's going to just come back. 
Okay. Um, anything else there, Jordan? I think that was, I think that was a really, you know, we've been trying to keep these podcasts to about 25, 30 minutes and, and we're coming up on that soon. Um, I think that's a really just kind of good set of guidelines for people to, um, consider as they as they think about returning to exercise after an injury anything else you want to add there or emphasize yeah i mean uh i think for people who are experiencing pain or have experienced experienced pain just understand how complex this whole process is and that you know it, everything's black and white different people need different levels of stimuli at different time people need communication in one way versus another and everyone's lives are just completely different so there's no like clear cut way to be like, okay, this is how you're going to get out of pain. Just appreciate the journey. Try to learn from it. Try to become a better version of yourself. Seek help when you need it. And usually that's when you have positive outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I don't have much to add to that. I think, um, you know, I've gotten so much value out of, you know, getting some objective feedback. And I think that, um, you know, WebMD is, a very dangerous and <laughs> dangerous rabbit hole for people to fall down. So get some, get a smart physical therapist, you know, uh, Jordan, Dr. Dooley, Dr. Jake here, um, Dr. Paley, uh, Laura Paley, who's also practicing at a catalyst now. Uh, there's a, a huge community of smart, progressive physical therapists and chiropractors and, and other medical professionals that understand exercise and that can help you, um, you know, if you're experiencing pain, and then the other side of it, you know, obviously this is um, the Catalyst Sport podcast. Once you're um, all healed up, working out in a way that's intelligent and that's going to kind of um, help you with movement patterns and help build strength in the right places is a way to avoid getting injured again in the future. So, uh, you know, you can get in, a, get in touch with us, CatalystSport.com. Um, but, you know, I think that was a great um, a great set of guidelines and um, some really interesting insights there that um, – that I even learned a few things from you here, Jordan. So um, really appreciate having you on the podcast here. And remind us your website again, Jordan. Awesome. Um, well, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you around the gym. All right, see you soon.